How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Noah Tyree. And today we're going to talk a little bit of hoops, a little bit of NBA action. So we'll see where it goes. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at FTS Pod as well. If you got comments, questions, concerns, memes, dad jokes, anything, you can email us at the FTSPod at gmail.com. And we got this thing floating around there on the internet called a website. You can visit that at FTSPod.com. That is FTSPOD.com if you can't spell. Go, go to the article section there and check out Cam Parker and his latest uh, article, actually his debut article. Got some cool content out there, so go check that out ASAP, FTSPod.com. But yeah, let's talk some hoops. Um, NBA uh, season, yeah, it's coming to a close here pretty soon. And there's awards to be given out to people such as the MVP, Depoy, you know, you know the drill. Uh, yeah. So what do you guys, what do you guys want to hit first? I said we do rookie of the year and talk about, uh, LaMelo Ball just for you. <laughs> oh, oh, my favorite player. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way, but, uh, give me Anthony Edwards rookie of the year. Oh, don't oh. know about that. Uh, yikes. Yikes. Yeah, wait, what? Why? And and what? Who? And and who? In what person's mind? Okay, I, I, you, I will give. I will you give you. You know, objectively think. You know, you know what? He's been better than Lamelo this year. Okay, I I know what you're thinking. You know, he had a he had a slow start, but I mean, like the past like what four months, three four months, he's been averaging like twenty plus a game. Like he's been absolutely killing it. Sure, but Lamelo has been Lamelo has been killing it for forty six games. But not as good as not, not as good as Anthony Edwards, though. I mean, it, not as good. I would argue exponentially I, I, better. I, I, I just think I think Anthony Edwards has a slight edge. I feel like Lamelo's more complete or more complete, Compl- more complete. Yeah. yeah, more complete, more complete than Anthony Edwards. I I don't know. I think I, I think his facilitating is by far better. But I mean, if not, I don't know. I just like Anthony Edwards at score, man. He's he's quick. He can get to the rim. I mean, he's just he's athletic as as hell. I mean, I mean, I I just like Anthony Edwards. I, I, especially these past few months, he's been absolutely just putting it on another level. So I mean, I think if he continues this throughout the end of the season, I could see him winning Rookie of the Year. Let's also take in considerations that the fact that Lamelo was injured. For a while, with that wrist injury, uh, he doesn't get hurt. This isn't a race at all. This isn't Titan. This is nothing. He walks away with this award if he plays the whole season. I don't know about that. It's hundred percent. He walk away with it anyway. What? Oh, Lamelo walks away with it anyway. Oh, exactly. Like, there's no no shot anyone else should get it. I don't know, Devin, what do you think? I'm definitely on the Lamelo bandwagon. In uh per thirty six per thir- per thirty six minutes he's averaging twenty eight and seven. Seems pretty good to me. I mean he's he's more efficient on offense. He has a PER of eighteen point one, where Anthony Edwards is only thirteen point three on the year. Um higher true shooting percentage, and he's doing it all in less usage. So um Lamelo's just been um, you know, better facilitating the ball. Um, better teammate. He's way better on the defensive end. Much better def- uh, efficient uh, rating on the defense. Um, so I would argue when you consider the efficiency and the fact that uh, Lamelo is not a liability on one end of the court, um, and the Hornets actually win games. You know, 
I don't think they can be understated. I, I have a hard time, you know, propping up the, what, they finally hit like 19 wins, the Timberwolves tonight. Finally, they, like, uh, I'm all not, thanks to, I'm not all interested. thanks to the future rookie of the year, Anthony Edwards. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, LaMelo helps his team win. He helps his team in more ways than uh, just putting up shots. A lot of guys can put up shots. D'Angelo Russell can put up shots. Carl Anthony Towns can put up shots. Shoot, I, I mean, we saw we saw what we saw what like Jared Vanderbilt was doing when he was getting starts. Like Timberwolves have a ton of guys that just put up shots and they're inefficient. They don't they don't involve their teammates. They don't pass the ball. Ricky Rubio is like the only one that any semblance of an assist number on that team. So I definitely am going to reward Lamelo for having a more complete game and a more efficient game. So, Josh, is this enough for you to be, or for you to have a changing of the mind, or you still, no? Okay. Anthony Edwards. Easy. I I can only do so much. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I can only do so much. I'm just going to say, if I had a choice, I'm letting LaMelo Ball run my offense instead of playing Anthony Edwards through my offense. I'm not doing that. You're also a rational and intelligent person. Does anybody think Halliburton has a shot? No, he's no. just he's just like a like a like a like a poor man's Lamelo. It's literally like he's just a slightly worse <laughs> a version of Lamelo. <laughs> so okay, okay. So so in your mind, Lamelo Ball's first place. Who's second? Tyrese Halliburton. I'm not gonna do that. I'll say Anthony Edwards for second. I'll do that. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not impressed by you know a high volume shooter that's inefficient. He's and only puts a up shots and moments not to be second. Uh, sure, but rookie. sure. I mean, sure, but it's and been, it's been, been within. He's the, been consistent. He's been consistent. It's nothing wrong. It's been with consistent that. for the past like two months. Tyrese Halliburton was doing it from game one. He was ah. arguably the Kings' best guard, if not like like no, he was better no. than Buddy Hield. He, oh, okay, yeah. He was no, definitely no. better than Buddy Hield. Oh, yeah. And, you're right on that. Uh, I thought you were talking about Fox. I thought you were I mean, like, Whoa. I mean, at times he was better than Fox. Yeah. At times he was mm-hmm. the one closing games for the Kings. At yeah. times, sometimes. Well, who? <laughs> you can give it Michael to anybody who's better than for the yeah, Kings. I so I don't know what your argument is there, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, am I supposed to be impressed by a 21 win Timberwolves team that gave the ball to their rookie? their first overall pick and tried to make it look like they didn't just flunder in the draft and not take Lamella ball one overall trying to so, save face. So rookie, I mean, I understand holding win rest or win records. I guess sure. people in their sixth sure. or seventh sure. year, but, sure, but he's a rookie. Okay. But he's not putting up insane stats that, you know, blow Lamellos or Tyrese Halliburton's out of the well, water Lamello to compensate. Thirty-six is only sixteen, six and six. So, and Anthony's not sh- short behind that. So, am I am I delusional for trying to normalize the data? Well, no. Is that, is that, a, that way? Am I doing something <laughs> wrong by using their pro no. thirty-six? You want to look at their pro hundred possessions? We can do that. I'm not like it just gets oh, even worse. It just gets even worse. Frankly. I don't want to get you off on podcast, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, Bob. You got you got to give Edward the break too, because I mean, I'd argue that the Timberwolves roster overall is 
insanely worse than the Hornets. Plus coaching, like... <laughs> huh? Insanely worse than the Hornets? Yeah. The Hornets played Vernon Carey 34 minutes a game one, like, one night. I what do you mean? Yeah, Keith Washington, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier. They've got guys. Like Carl Anthony Towns, Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley. There's nothing on offense. Carl Anthony Towns, well, I don't know what he's doing. Okay. D'Angelo Russell, the, oh, what has he done? He's n- nothing, but he's supposed to be good. They traded, they traded a first-round pick in Wiggins for him. He's supposed to be good. He's, he's not, though, is my point. You just you just said it. I said, what is D'Angelo Russell? But then he's like, nothing. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, yeah, but he has, it's kind of hard to be a, was, hard to be a one-man team and still are shoot you trading, Are you trading oh, a first-round pick for, like, Terry Rozier? Like, what? And Wiggins and Wiggins and a first rounder for D'Angelo Russell. That's how good D'Angelo Russell is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he's not good. Yeah, yeah, no, he is a 60th pick for D'Angelo Russell. He's it, he's a washing machine for D'Angelo Russell. All I'm That's saying. That's my point. That's my point. Anthony Edwards has nobody. Nobody. Zero. All I'm saying is. The Charlotte Hornets were projected 26 and a half wins this season, and the Minnesota Timberwolves were projected 29 and a half. The Timberwolves were supposed to have three more wins than the Hornets. That's not how the season played out. No. And I think, you know, Lomelo has to be given some credit. I will oh, say, yeah. props, to, props to Anthony Edwards for not being a bust. He, he, looked, didn't even he start. looked like a he bust. He looked like, like a bust the in the first two months. And he didn't even start like the first 20 games, which obviously Lomelo didn't either, but. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think. And towards far him for winning it because he didn't start in the beginning of the season and he's still doing what he's doing. So that should be an argument for him to win the award. Plus, the Hornets mm. are in the East. The East is way easier than the West. Oh my god! Gotta throw that in there. Gotta throw that in there. Oh my goodness! Gotta throw it in there. Oh my goodness! Why do you think the Hawks are like fourth seed? Because the East is the is weak as hell. Okay. Whatever you say, Bob. But, but the Knicks. That was not. That was not the narrative. The that was not the narrative coming into the year. Knicks wouldn't do anything in the West either. Uh, but but the Knicks have a better record than the Lakers. LeBron's been injured. Anthony Davis has been injured. The whole Lakers squad has been injured at some point. But but the Knicks have Reggie Bullock. High ankle sprains and back spasms. And they also have R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, who's been going off. I, what's your point? Oh, Derrick Rose, too. Yes, can't forget him. The Knicks roster is not good. Derrick Rose has been insane. I don't know. What? Let's keep I'm it lost. in perspective. I mean... Well, let's keep it in perspective. It's pretty amazing. It's Derrick Rose. It's 2021. It's not 2011. I don't care what year it is. Good is good. I mean, are we, really, are we really arguing that like 14 and 2 is good these days? You can put Charles Barkley back in the NBA. If he's producing good numbers, I don't think he's good. Yeah, but we're saying 14 and 2 is impressed. Like, I should be impressed by that? He's For just a, a guy. He's just a scoring guard like off the bench. Three torn ACLs. And we're t- I'm talking about a playoff contender, I'm talking about a four seed. Knicks are, aren't they? Yeah. 
you're telling me like the second name off your lips when you're talking about a four seed is Derrick Rose, who's averaging 14 points a game? I'm not talking about the whole season. I'm talking about here lately, like the past like month. Sure, he was averaging sure, like man. 16 or like 17 within the last 10 games. But he's facilitating pretty, pretty well. Okay, we... Uh, all right, we I don't know how even, we got off on Derrick Rose, but I mean... I, all right, next, <laughs> next award... Hey, he's the young, youngest rookie of the year. Uh, next award, we'll go to most improved. Easy. Julius uh, Randle, without a doubt, in my mind. Is that a unanimous decision because that's who I go to? Yeah, it's not even close. It's it's Julius. It's it's been it's, uh, it's been amazing what he's done this year. Not not per thirty six. He's at twenty four ten, ten and six. But you know, Demondis bonus is better. Oh, well, he's not even in the top three for me. No, nah, I was just saying that in reference to Devin. Oh, oh, back at, back oh. At the All Star break. <laughs> I was just uh, saying he was more deserving an all star spot. He wasn't even an all star. What are you talking about? Who? Demonis Sabonis was an all star. Yeah, I thought he was not. I mean, no, his numbers at the all star break were not worthy. His numbers now are definitely worthy. He's done the same thing. He's done the exact same thing. No, he's done way better. <laughs> <laughs> He's done immaculate all season. I don't know where, where you're where you're lost at here, bud. But uh, he's been insane all season. And the Pacers in a very very weak East aren't even in the playoff spot. Uh, they're the ten seed right now. They're in the playoffs. Am I? Am I lost? Is somebody? Is there, are, there, are there 10 seeds in the playoffs now? Am I, did I miss something? Uh, including the playing games. <laughs> There's the playing games, the 7 through 10 seed. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, the playing games. I totally forgot about that rule. That rule that LeBron hates for some reason because... So now it impacts the Lakers because the Lakers are now... He finally doesn't get his way for once, so... <laughs> yeah, Julius Randle, most improved player. Easy. Well, I think it's, I think it's very clear it's Julius Randle. The dude was... Not even supposed to be in the league, probably. He was his career was on a downward spiral, and he he goes to New York and completely revamps himself. So, yeah, I'm off. I'm off for Julius Randle. He's one of the most dominant big men in the league right now. So, he won. Uh, he won April Player of the Month. So, I don't think the statement that he's been doing this all year is accurate. But nonetheless, how does him winning April Player of the Month mean that? That means he, ele- he elevated his plate enough to win player of the month. He was the best player in the month of April. He was not the best player in the month of January. He's also leading the league in minutes. What? <laughs> that one's not impressed. Minutes? Minutes? Who cares? What? Frank Jackson would... gets like 30 minutes a night for the Pistons. Like, who cares about minutes? What? <laughs> okay. All right. Isaac Akura gets like forty, like and the- forty, and does nothing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about minutes? <laughs> All right. So outside of all posting career highs across the board with the minutes that he's given, I guess it really doesn't matter if you're putting up career highs on the board. And with the minutes that you're just so casually just disregarding. He doesn't do that with the minutes he doesn't get. So why 
why is it an argument against him for him to lead the league in minutes? I'm just saying it's next to irrelevant to me. To you? Yes, to me. And also the improvement on three-point shooting. I'm or, not anti-Julius Randle. I know you're Where, not, but I'm what? saying that you're kind of like... I Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, saying that minutes don't matter is a little up far-fetched. It is not far-fetched at all. <laughs> because if, How? If what you do with those minutes is, like, what you do with your career. Like, what? Pretty obvious. So I mean, you're telling play, me. So you're telling me a player. So you're telling me a player that plays like 36 minutes and puts up like eight points and like two boards is better than somebody who plays like 20 minutes and drops like 15 and six. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's what you do with those minutes. He doesn't get the minutes. Oh. He doesn't put up career highs. You just said that. Or who? Who did you say that? <laughs> the Jackson guy. I didn't even hear his name completely. Frank Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said he got like 30 minutes. All right. I've never even heard of the kid. And you're saying his name in reference to how minutes don't matter. Okay, let's give minutes to people that do matter, like Julius Randle, and watch him get career highs across the board, plus three-point shooting, and minutes do matter all of a sudden. He doesn't do that if Thibodeau doesn't do old Tom Thibodeau things and just ruin his minutes up. So I just he obviously knew who to play through. So I don't understand how minutes don't matter to him. I can see your argument that how minutes don't matter to everybody, but I'm not. I, no, I'm saying I'm saying that you're telling me you're telling me that like Julius Randle has like 80 more minutes played this season than Nikola Jokic. I should be like impressed as an individual performance. Yes, but not as for a seventh year player that everybody thought was going to get cut anyway last year. I didn't even think he would go there. Like, yeah, we can talk about the numbers all you want. I'm impressed by the numbers. I like the man's numbers. He's done a great job. I don't care how many play. minutes he plays. He could play 40 minutes. He could play 30 minutes. I don't care. He plays 40 minutes. He gets higher averages. That's just it. Yeah, 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 sure. You throw Frank Jackson out there for 32 minutes, he can give you 19 points. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Frank Jackson. <laughs> Dude, come on. You don't know the GOAT, Frank Jackson? <laughs> Oh, uh, Vernon, Vernon Carey dropped like a double double in 34 minutes. Like you can give random dudes off the street 30 plus minutes in an NBA game, they'll be all right. If you had 30 points, in, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Devin, if you if you had 30 minutes in an NBA game, how what do you think your stat line will be? <laughs> and they just they just act like I'm like just another player. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, but you're, you, you have the, your, your skill isn't any better. You are you. Like you are yeah, not the skill me. level of an NBA player. They just act like you're another player. Yeah. What do you think? What's your stat line? Oh, it's gonna be really, really bad. Because you can get, you can pull, you can pull any guy off the street, and they can put up, you know, twenty points in thirty minutes. So, I think we're underrating how good bench NBA players are. But uh, sure. Nah, I'm, I'm not scoring. Here, but... I'm not scoring. That's a fact. So you're uh, double-double through assists and rebounds? Is that oh, I never said I'd average a double-double. What? You might crack a layup on like a cherry pick off fast break or something. Because NBA trains... I might get intentionally fouled hack-a-shacked because they think <laughs> oh. I can't make free throws. <laughs> that might be a move, actually. <laughs> Just flop the whole game. I, I can pick up a couple assists, but I'll probably have more turnovers than assists. Um... 
and then I'm, Plus, I'm lucky, if I, lucky <laughs> if I get a rebound. I'm lucky if I get a rebound. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have the worst defensive efficiency. In the, like, yeah, I'm not staying in front of anybody. <laughs> I want to see Devin 30 minutes in an NBA game with like a 35% usage rate. That would be, oh that my would god, be my turnover, my turnover rate. <laughs> oh my goodness, my turnover rate would be looking worse than Trey Young's. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh boy. All right. After getting off track by a lot, let's go. Uh, six man of the year. Six man of the year for everybody. Dude, I don't even know. Is this even like? Do we even include this anymore? Is this even worth it? Like. I value the Sixth Man of the Year award. I, I do. Well, I'm, I'm glad you value it, Noah. I'm I, 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 saying it matters. I don't even know. I mean, it's just, what do you mean? You don't know who to pick? No. It's Jordan Clarkson. What? Jordan Clarkson. I'll take Jordan Clarkson. You can maybe give an argument for Joe Ingles, but he still starts from time to time, so I doubt that he'll even do it. There can only be one sixth man on the one team, right? Yeah, exactly, and Jordan Clarkson does not <laughs> it's not start. not Joe Ingles. <laughs> well, I've seen just a couple of articles and just seen that Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles ended up on the same article time or twice. So. Okay, yeah, but Jordan Clarkson has started one game. Joe Ingles has started like 20-something. You're right. That's I know. I know. You can't start like a third of the games and be a sixth man when there is literally a sixth man on your team. <laughs> You're on the same team. <laughs> I know that. I know that. It sounded fishy to me, but even like like one article says like um, there's a strong case even though that he's started a couple games. Like they even put s- that No, I was just saying, no, that like I just said that line, but I was just gonna say you need to start reading different articles. I guess so. <laughs> True. <laughs> I guess so. I, I know you didn't find that on FTSPod.com, That's for sure. <laughs> a shout out. Yeah, I mean Jordan Clarkson's been uh, terrific this year. Uh, great bench scoring option. Uh, has really helped the second unit, and I think he was a kind of a crucial part of uh, what led to the Jazz success this season. So the fact that they have a high volume shooter guy who can fill it up. Uh, and he's not a liability on defense either, so you combine all those factors together. Jordan Carson. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to sure. second that opinion. No, yeah, give it to me. All right, on to uh, coach of the year. I'm going to go Monty. Ditto. I'm going to agree. Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. Suns are currently uh, in second place in the West, uh, forty-eight and nineteen record. Um, second best, second best record in the league. Genuinely, this is what I think speaks to a consistency because he had a team to build from the bubble. He he went that record, didn't make the playoff, which was ridiculous to me. You go undefeated in a situation like that, you should make it regardless. And he still built on top of that, got them to that second seed. I. What Chris Paul has done to this team is absolutely amazing. The Chris Paul effect, just taking this roster and making it more better than it ever would have been without him. Any other point guard in the league doesn't do this for this team. Uh, Devin Booker's having a great season. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, I know that he was hurt last season, gets this season going. Going real smooth for him. Yep, Mikhail Bridges is doing insane things as well, coming off. I'm just saying that this works out better than it ever would have with Monty, but does not without him. So 
and in the West and in the West. Yeah, absolutely. You make you're the Suns. Do you make that big of a jump going up against the Nuggets, Lakers, Jazz, Warriors, Clippers? I mean, come on, man. That's that's impressive. That's insanely impressive. And I would argue Quinn Snyder, but the Jazz have always they have been a playoff team. I, I just think the jump that the Suns have taken this this past this season. I mean, I was just. I think that's what gives Monty Williams the edge over Quinn Snyder. Agree on that as well. Absolutely. And and if I told you at the beginning of the season that the Suns would be the second seed and the Lakers would be in the play-in tournament at seventh seed, you wouldn't have believed me. Not even in the slightest. Depending how you want to view it. But I wouldn't have believed it. This like preseason, I probably expected like the Suns to be like right around like a seven seed. Yeah. Maybe like maybe lower, but like right around there felt good. But no, I don't think anyone expected them to be a two seed. Absolutely not. Nobody would have expected that at all. Right now, their offense and defensive rating are both in the top ten of the NBA. You know, you thought they were gonna be good in the bubble, or after the bubble, I should say. But like you all said, being in second in this loaded West, it's it's really wild. They're, well, they're almost at 50 wins already, and I've been impressed with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, all those guys. They've been they've all been great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, the better candidate for Coach of the Year. It's not okay. a. It's not <laughs> okay. Who do we think it is? Who do we th- before he says it? Who do we think it is? I I I I really don't know. I can't. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it is not going to be a Luke Walton. Uh, it's going to be the coach of your all's favorite player to ever touch a basketball, uh, Tom Thibodeau of the New York Knicks. Definitely most deserving, uh, in my opinion, to win Coach of the Year. Let me give you a little perspective. The Knicks were projected to win twenty-one and a half games this season. They currently are 38 and 30, far out exceeding um, their projected win total um, by the most most in the league currently. And the fact that you know he's really managed um, the rotation um, despite some roster changes, some roster moves throughout the season, um, he's really inspired his guys to play terrific uh, defensive basketball. And what they're the four seed in the East, you said, Josh, uh, right now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> would have imagined that. Um, so Mitchell Robinson went down with the injury. Um, they acquired Derrick Rose. He's gotten a lot out of Emmanuel quickly. Um, you know, the Obi, Obi Toppin situation hasn't necessarily panned out yet, but I'm still trying to develop that. But I mean, I think when you consider the fact that you know, Nerlens Noel has turned into a good, uh, good front court option, like Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock dropped like 25 tonight. Like he's getting a lot of production out of, um, some subpar players to say the least. Um, and, you know, they've been terrific on both ends of the ball. On um, the last 15 games, they're the second most efficient team in the league. Uh, number six on offense, number five on defense. And a 12-3 and three record to go with that. So they've been terrific closing out the season, uh, finishing up strong, uh, making a close playoff race. And I don't know that the success will hold in the playoffs, but this is a regular season award. And I'm giving it to the team that succeeded expectations the most. And I think the coach is a large reason why. Yeah, that's fair. Because, you know, I think you can make the case that, you know, some of the Suns' success and, uh, you know, ability to overperform 
uh, their preseason expectations is also you know, due to a large part with the fact they have an on-the-court coach in Chris Paul. Um, we've seen that he's, you know, been able to turn uh, turn franchises around and really help uh, create a winning atmosphere. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of the success for the Phoenix Suns has been Monty Williams, how much has been Chris Paul. So, but I do know that uh, I do know that Tom Thibodeau has pretty much been the reason why the Knicks are good. So, all right, that's fair. That's fair. So let's get on to I guess defensive player of the year now. You guys got. I want to go Rudy, but my God, man, some nights he just gets exposed. Because, <laughs> because he's not good at defense? I get <laughs> Is that what you mean? You can't ignore almost three blocks a game, non per 36. But I'm sure his defensive win shares is just absolutely terrible. Devin, you're the stat man. Can I get my defensive win shares for Rudy? 4.9. Yeah, that's not depoy numbers. He's he's leading the league. Is he? But he's been at he's been at five point seven, six point zero in the past, so it's a little bit below uh, said, a little that, bit below the bar he set. Yeah, that's why I said that's not really depoy numbers to me. I figured somebody would have been higher than that, but if he didn't get exposed so much, like you can see his game just completely fall out in some games and it's just it doesn't matter. Joel Embiid, that's his daddy. That's his daddy. Just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> and it just... But then other nights, he, you just can't score in the paint. I'm going to go, Gobert. I mean, I, that's... <laughs> I don't want to. I really don't want to, but... I mean, I'm definitely not taking Rudy Gobert with any any sensible brain cell I have because I'm still conflicted on mine well it's most definitely Ben Simmons Ben Simmons is the most versatile defender he is elite at guarding four possibly five positions on the court depending on the team and he's contributing almost as much as Rudy Gobert without getting exposed Rudy Gobert you know he's not we see him get picked apart by Devin Booker Joel Embiid, like he's getting eaten up by these elite perimeter players, interior players, pros presence. You know, he just he just stands in the paint, looks tall, grabs some boards because he's tall. He can box out another person. Sure, congrats, congratulations, you have a high rebounding rate. Congratulations, you block shots because you're tall. Congratulations, I'm proud of you. But you can't stay in front of quick guards. His ben Simmons, Ben so Simmons, bad. Ben Simmons has elite premier. Lateral quickness, like Josh said, and is able to guard. You know the likes. He went from he went from guarding LeBron James to the next game. He was guarding Damian Lillard and shut both of them down. You're telling me that's not the case for a defensive player here? I know what the numbers say. I know the numbers love. You know Rudy Gobert. Wow, he blocks shots. Wow, he gets boards. You know what Ben Simmons does? He shuts down your best player. That's what defense should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Rudy Gobert picking up Dame like half at half court and shutting him down for 48 minutes. Have yet to see that. When I see that, I'll change my opinion. But I've seen Ben Simmons do it. I want Ben Simmons guarding the other team's best player. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Devin. I'm taking Ben Simmons. I mean, Rudy Gobert, like you said, he's long. I mean, occasionally Frank Jack Jackson's gonna get ahead of himself and try and drive for a layup and all Rudy Gobert has to do is stand there with his hands up and he's going to get a block. Yeah, he can do that two or three times a game because players like that are going to attempt to drive on him and all he has to do is put his hands up. 
But like Devin said, I mean, Ben Simmons shuts down your best player, and not to mention he averages over a steal a game, and his plus-minus is like 7.5 just because of his defense. And, I mean, yeah, he's just he's, he's long too, but he actually has lateral quickness, so he can guard one through five. It doesn't matter the position. And he's really good at taking charges too. Big part of big part of his game. He's good at taking charges, staying in front of your man. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll take Ben Simmons too. I agree. I yeah, I'm also on the Simmons train just because like his versatility and kind of like what you all said. He can guard you know Kevin Durant or he can guard James Harden's dumb step back. Uh, he can guard a big guy down low. He can do it all. So. I think the versatility is what puts uh, Simmons over the top for me. Simmons win shares on defense. 3.2. Okay. Which uh, is pretty pretty elite for a guard. Yeah, player. it really is. I, I don't consider Simmons a guard. I consider him a forward, but that's because of his height and size. But whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll take Simmons. Devin, are you okay? I see a little face twitch right there. I mean, Ben Simmons has a defensive box plus minus of 1.9, and Rudy Gobert's is only 2.5. So, you know, the numbers aren't as, you know, well, not the, at the, all. The, 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 the disparity between the numbers is not, not that big. So I think when you consider the fact that Simmons is a perimeter player, perimeter defender, and more versatile, that makes up for it, in my opinion. I mean, I'll take Simmons. I, I was torn on it, but now I'm not. And moving on. <laughs> saving, saving, the, saving the best for last like we do <coughs> of course we do MVP Chad do you want to go first because I feel like I know what you're going to say Trey Young oh, it's, it's got to be Jokic this is Jokic. finally his year oh I thought yeah, I was going to go with Trey Young my bad Chad's been on the, the Jokic MVP wagon for a couple years now I have but yeah he's <laughs> almost averaging a triple double uh, he's, he's at 9 assists per game so I mean that's close enough for me right uh, he's six eleven. He has, he can pass the ball. He can score the ball. He can rebound the ball. He can block the ball. He can do it all. And he's led the Nuggets to fourth seed in the West. Uh, they're ahead of the Clippers and Lakers and all them. Um, so yeah, I don't. He's played all the games. He's played sixty more than sixty games so far this year. So I think the MVP award goes to my man Jokic, the Joker. I'm going to have to agree, and simply because he's played as many games as he has on a more consistent level. Yeah, I mean, I've got to agree, too. I mean, his usage rate isn't even at 30%, so the fact that he's putting up that many, that good of numbers, I mean, obviously speaks volumes to his game this year. And, I mean, you know, some players are averaging the same stats with 7% more. So, uh, Westbrook, but... Same stats. Whoa, slow down. His stats aren't that good. <laughs> the worst stats, worst stats, yeah. But yeah, give me give me Jokic. I feel like there's nobody even close. I would argue Embiid, but he went down. And even then, I'd still say at this point, Jokic pretty much got Whoa, whoa, what is Devin? What is... Embiid objectively has better numbers than Jokic. It's just the fact that Jokic has played 21 more games and has not missed a single game all his season. How does he have better, does he have better numbers? I'm looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> and they are more impressive than Jokic's. Therefore, how? I would say they are better. What do you mean, how? Embiid is averaging. Embiid is averaging 29, 11, and 3. 
Jokic is averaging 26, 11, and 8 and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when yeah. you consider the fact that Yo- Joel Embiid is exponentially better on defense and is just slightly worse at passing the ball, <laughs> I'll make I'll make that a trade. You did not just say that. Did you fall on your head? What, that Embiid's a better defender than Jokic? Embiid is much no, better that defender. he's only slightly worse at passing the ball than Jokic. Okay, he is he is significantly okay. worse. Okay, right, thank you. There we thank go. You for clarifying right. that, I, that's 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 the main like the main reason I argue Jokic is better because I think their numbers are pretty similar, and I do give Embiid the defensive edge, but I still think Jokic is sufficient on defense and is just better offensively, especially setting up teammates, spreading the floor. I mean, I think he's just. I think he's better, I and mean, obviously a great passer. I think Jokic is slightly overrated take, as take, a passer, but you take two you take two assists off of Jokic's numbers. He's still averaging seven assists. Give him like four more points, and he's averaging more points than Joel Embiid because he got rid of a couple of assists to score for himself. I don't I don't see how Joel Embiid has better numbers. I think they're. I mean, close. if you want to look at good numbers, but I mean, the per thirty six isn't even close. So if you want to oh, if you want to normalize the data. Then we can we can do that. But I'm just saying, Joel Embiid still has a better player efficiency rating. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Well, he's much better on defense. No, I'm not arguing that. So if they're pretty much even on one side of the court, and Joel is better on the other side of the court, no, no, Jokic is definitely better on one side of the court. He's not, but whatever. (laughs) He definitely is. Oh it's, wow! It's 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 similar. Uh, no. Yes. What? Oh oh yeah. Okay, twenty six and twenty nine. That's close. Eleven rebounds. That's the exact same. But uh, big difference between nine and two, buddy. Yeah, Jokic has a one hundred and thirty offensive rating. Joel Embiid has a one twenty three. Pretty close. So these are the uh, Joel Embiid's is one hundred four, and Jokic is one hundred nine. Okay, so what's your point? Is Joel Embiid that much better on defense then? Yes, Joel Embiid is significantly better on defense. Okay, I'm failing. I'm failing to understand Devin's uh, argument here. Can anybody help me? Anybody? Do we have any note takers? I don't know what you're talking about. Do we have any note takers in the audience here that can help me out? Figure out what this man is trying to say. Joel Embiid is significantly more versatile on defense. He is. Much better at you know switching screens, hedging screens, staying in front of you know quicker athletes. Uh, he's definitely like if, if I like I could see Joel Embiid switching off onto a guard and not being worried about it. I don't want Jokic. I don't want Jokic trying to stay in front of a guard. That's for sure. Right. Okay. And Joel Embiid is. I'm I'm not disagreeing, but I think it's solely because of Joel Embiid missing time. I think if Joel Embiid is healthy, he's the he was the MVP. That was well, pretty much that was. I, I guess, guess. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't and know. I'm I, saying in a hypothetical world where they're both healthy all year, my vote is Joel Embiid. But since that I, is not the world we're living in, my vote is Jokic. I, I, I'd still all, go with Jokic. All that yeah, just I, to say he's picking Jokic anyway. I, I'd I'd still argue Jokic even if Joel Embiid didn't miss games. I it'd be I think it'd be very very close. But I'd still give Jokic slight edge. Tougher conference, better offensively. Just stop with this tougher conference well, nonsense. It is though. It's you blowing better, my brain. 
per thirty six nonsense then. All right, I'll, I'll retire. I'll retire conference talk. You retire per 30, per thirty six talk. I'm not retiring per thirty six talk because it's All an right, objective normal. It's an objective normalization of data. Yours is just a hypothetical narrative that the people just it's create. Not hypothetical. It is a stat. It's data as well. One side is significantly better than the other. Okay. A blind man can see that. Okay. I think it's you much said, closer. Okay, I think it's much agree. closer than you think. Okay. Opinions are uh, they're, they're allowed here. They're allowed here. But they're not always right. Am I right? <laughs> well, that's all the awards. I wish you all could see my Discord screen right now and just see the looks of people's faces. Josh looks concerned because he <laughs> said it beat over Jokic. I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> not one bit. So, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pass the outro <laughs> on. <laughs> Oh, Joel Embiid. Okay, okay. Hold on. I'm glad I saw this. His usage rate is six percent more than Jokic. Yes, it is. Okay, you're a big usage rate guy. Yeah. Give Nikola Jokic thirty five percent usage but rate. The number, the, but the, the numbers, <laughs> the numbers and efficiencies support the usage, so it's not a problem. The usage rate is only a problem when you're inefficient and the numbers don't support the data. Don't support the. Like Russell Westbrook. It's a 6% difference. Russell Westbrook gets the be, ball. There's gonna be, uh, he's going to have better numbers if it's a 6% difference. That's not 1% or even 3% or that. That's a decent difference there. Yes. Sure. Right. But Joel Embiid is still efficient, more efficient, and producing more points. Also has 6% more usage. Whatever. Nine assists a game. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the passing is what is the difference for me. Five, five assists versus eight points. Eight points? What? Yeah. 33.5 minus 27.2. It's 8.3. Right? 6.3. I'm bad at math. Is this per 36? Yes, per 36. Oh, of course it's per 36. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't trust per 36 numbers. Why? Because they're oh, accurate representations. They're the most accurate stat available. It normalizes. The, so you're telling me you're telling me that Daniel Gafford, who plays 15 minutes a game, should have his numbers compared to, I don't know, Isaac Okoro, who plays like 38 to 40. And due to the fact that Isaac Okoro plays more than double his minutes, might have nah, slightly no. better stats. You're telling me that Thaddeus Young, who gets like a double-double in like 24 minutes, should be compared to the players that get like 36 to 38 minutes and do nothing with it. No, not, obviously not in that case, no. Well, I'm just trying to normalize the data then. That's all I'm trying to do. Devin, we've been going at this I'm saying I think it's close. I, I'm not saying I think it's close. And yeah, I'm, giving, been, I'm giving the 21 game differential the edge to Jokic. That's all I'm saying. We've been going at this long enough. Just take us to the outro, <laughs> big guy. Yep, I guess that'll do it for this episode of From the Sidelines. If you want to follow us on social media, you feel free to find us on Instagram and Twitter at FDSPOD. And you can always check out our website. we got some terrific uh, content on there, all our other podcast feeds, and uh, some college football uh, starting quarterback action from uh, Cam Parker, his debut article. So feel free to go check that out. You can find that at FTSPod.com. That's FTSPOD.com. And if you think that Joel Embiid is a much better defensive player than Nikola Jokic oh. and, you know, probably should win MVP if he uh, was fully healthy this season, 
feel free to send us an email and tell us that uh, Josh has terrible basketball opinions and that the Eastern Conference isn't really that bad this year. Is this, a ne- like, is this necessary? Do you have to do this at the end of every episode? Anytime? anytime <laughs> really I uh, fine. <laughs> if, oh, fine. If you think, fine. If you think Rudy Gobert should win Defensive Player of the Year, let us know and tell us that Noah uh, has... That still does nothing for you. Okay. <laughs> if you think Nikola Jokic is the obvious and clear frontrunner for the MVP award, regardless of Joel Embiid missing 21 games, email us how stupid Devin is. But I want people to actually email us, you see. That's why I'm trying to... I, I do, too. I don't think you understand that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody has that opinion. Nobody has that opinion. Nobody has that opinion, so they're not going to email well, you you like bologna sandwiches better than turkey, so look, go on ahead. I have good I have good taste buds. Spaghetti are also good. Okay, uh, all right, all right. That's the end of this episode. Y'all have a good night. Um, no. Bye. Have a great time. Bye. Have a great time. FTSPod.com. <laughs>